0: As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature listener-supported news so you can hear the programming you hear on our not station. Our members. Public radio does have an agenda. Area. We're not in the business of... I'd like to tell you about a new restaurant and catering service available in Fargo-Moorhead. It's Brother's Table and the Meridian Event Center, located at 1500 11th Street North in Moorhead. They prepare fresh, made-to-order lunches and dinners for dine-in, to-go, or to take and bake. They're open 11 to 7, Monday through Friday, and can be reached at 218-512-0258. They're also on the web at Brotherstable.com. The Meridian Event Center has room for up to 280 people, perfect for wedding parties, get-togethers, or concert events. More information is available on their website, or also on their Facebook page.
1: You're listening to eighty-nine point one KENZ FM, KNMZ, Holly Fargo Moorhead, Independent Public Radio for Fargo Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kenzfm.com.
2: Gentlemen, it is 89.1 KENS FM, and we are live once again Monday night, and here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, Granny Hulkster with us, as always. How are you, Granny? I'm okay. And uh, with us is our new co-host, we have Matthias. How are you?
3: Well, now that I'm holding my beautiful, shiny diamond title around my shoulder here live on the radio, I'm feeling pretty
2: darn good. And uh, here's the interesting thing for our fans here. If you want to see what that belt actually looks like, next week it'll still be around the waist of Matthias as we go Facebook Live. And uh, more to that to come uh, during the the broadcast. Uh, Next week we have a great in-radio musical guest, and uh, we'll talk about that more as well. And we have the return of... I might as well just go ahead and say it right now. We're going to have the return of Brian Swinehart. Uh, He'll be part of the Five Timers Club. Uh, As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about him returning back to Fargo next weekend. So tune in for that. And we have another great returning guest, Angelo DiCepio. And uh, if you have someone that uh, you want to communicate with that has probably passed on, uh while well, more than likely passed on. You'll be able to uh get in touch with them through Angelo. So get your questions ready, get uh whatever individual you might want to uh communicate with and uh he'll talk to uh us about that next week. But as of this week we have we have a big lineup uh as always and our guests tonight are Nick Stoke uh We also have Ron Waterman, and uh, he's a big muscle-bound guy, and uh, he likes to lift a lot of weights, and he likes to tell us all about what he's got going on in his career, past, present, and future. And if you've never seen this guy, he kind of looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Goldberg combined. And uh, he's going to tell us about the UFC and the WWE, and that'll be a great interview. As well as, tonight we have Maggie Klein as well. She used to be a wrestling referee, and now she plays football. And uh, we're going to talk to her about the transition, about that. So uh, as we go on here, we'll start with Granny. What uh, I know, Granny, you're pretty happy because your Chiefs uh, won this week and will be playing uh, the Tennessee Titans next weekend. So how do you feel about that? Granny, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, uh we were talking about uh, the Chiefs uh winning this weekend and playing the Tennessee Titans next weekend. What is
4: uh no, you got to no, be happy no, about no, that. No, no, They're no. no, the Bills, no. Buddy. Kansas City plays the Buffalo Bills. Cincinnati Bengals will be playing the Titans. Oh,
2: okay. Sorry about that. And the Titans play the Bengals. Okay. So, uh, the Bills will look pretty tough. Uh well, of course, the Chiefs look tough too. But what's interesting about the Buffalo Bills is their quarterback, Josh Allen, uh, was the quarterback of Craig Bowl at the University of Wyoming. Of course, Craig Bowl won three national championships, or was it four? Here, no, three uh, national championships here in uh, at NDSU, and uh, not too many coaches can say college coaches can say they have two top-tier recruits as NFL quarterbacks. That would be Carson Wentz and Josh Allen. So I'm stoked about that, Granny. Uh, Of course, uh, I will cheer for your Chiefs because we all know that, uh, unfortunately, Big Swings Cowboys lost, and uh, I'm sure he's sad about that. He's probably crying in one of his uh, security booths. uh, at his bar in New York. I just wonder what uh, he might be thinking about that. Uh, we won't know because he's not calling in, but we'll, Tuck we'll
4: down know. Raiders! Well, the Raiders lost, too, so, you know.
3: They sure did. Uh, you know, I. Uh, <laughs> Well, I guess I'm going to ask your opinion there, Icon. Do you think during that Cowboy game, if that ref would not have bumped into Prescott, do you think he could have done something and got him in the end zone for the win?
2: Well, there, was, uh, there wasn't there was much time left on the clock, but the, the thing is what uh, he should have did was gave the ball to the referee like they're talking about instead exactly. of the center. Uh, you know, and uh, Big Swing, I know he loves his Cowboys. I know he's listening. You, you did
5: hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about Jim Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
3: I mean, he ran the ball, and he wasted way too much time before sliding, and then he should have given it to the ref instead of the center. It was just a big uh, compile of errors before the game went. I mean, congratulations to the 49ers, but, I mean... They would have had that extra second. I think the Cowboys could have done something.
2: Or even <laughs> or even
3: run out of bounds, maybe. Or right, that, too. Well, I mean, he ran up the center. There was no way he was going to take quickly to the left. He wanted as much yardage as possible. Right. But that was on him.
2: Yep. So, um, yeah, so uh, – I- as a Vikings fan, we all know that we have a history with the Cowboys, and we don't dislike the Cowboys because of the Herschel Walker trade. That was Mike Lynn's fault. Yeah. The reason why we dislike the Cowboys here in Vikingville, Drew Pearson and the push-off.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, although Cowboys fans will say, well, he, did, he didn't push off, or uh, Drew Pearson would say that he didn't push off, but guess what? He did. <laughs> anyway, this is 89.1 Kens FM and uh we're waiting for our first guest here. We'll be going to them in about 2 minutes and um uh, maybe we can get uh, Matthias booked on one of his future shows. Uh you know, we we love to promote our local wrestling shows here and uh Coming up in a few minutes will be no exception, obviously, so we're going to talk to him about what he's got going on, but before we do that, we uh, need to take a quick little timeout and thank our sponsor, and we will be back in about 30 seconds to talk to our next guest. Give us about 60 seconds.
0: And have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians, and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news, so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple: reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month.
2: And we definitely want you to do that. And uh, if you do your homework, if you go to our Off the roads page like that, go to 89.1 Ken's FM page on Facebook like that, do a $10 a month donation. We'll get you qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, a future guest, or a former guest. And uh, we're still doing that. We were going to do it at the end of January here, but uh, we want to extend it just a little bit. And uh, keep you waiting. We want to get a few more entries into that, so everybody do your homework and uh, do your due diligence, and we will get you signed up. But in the meantime, let's get our first guest out of the green room and walking down the aisle as he steps into the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, he is definitely the king of local promotional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you, without further ado, he is the promoter with the mostest. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Nick Stokey.
6: Wow, that's uh, that's a quite an introduction there. Thank you very much
2: there, Icon. Well, you are welcome. So do, give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, we're going to uh, talk to you. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we got Granny. Then uh, we're going to try and get the other co-host a uh, guest shot, as well as me. So go ahead. Sure, sure. Well, th- thanks for having me on again. Uh, I was on
6: a, a few months ago here, so I appreciate you having me back on. And you know, we're just uh, like, like you mentioned, promoter uh, here, uh, below zero wrestling in Fargo, North Dakota. We're getting really excited for our show coming up here uh, this Sunday, and looking forward to bringing, bringing, continuing to bring Fargo some amazing wrestling uh, with some great talent.
2: And uh, you will have a. Uh a special VIP uh, pass for the icon when he shows up there?
6: We'll probably be able to figure something out for you.
2: All right. You know, I. Uh, the only thing I uh, – you know, if you need someone to carry your bags into the uh, the arena or uh, if you need someone to sweep off the ring after – well, as long as there's uh, – as long as it's just dust, I'm willing to do with some <laughs> sweeping <laughs> and some other stuff. So uh, now you you mentioned you got a big card this weekend. Uh, let's go ahead and yeah. talk about that first. Uh, tell us where it is, when, it, uh, without giving ticket prices, but how they can mm-hmm. uh, uh, find tickets and uh, where it's at, when it's at, and uh, then we'll uh, run down the card throughout the interview. Go ahead. Sure.
6: So the shows on the 23rd Sunday, the 23rd at the Sanctuary Event Center. Uh, the doors open around three o'clock, and then the the first first match will start right around four. And tickets are available on our Facebook page is probably the easiest way to find them uh, below zero wrestling on facebook
2: now uh the interesting thing is the last time you were on with us, you were in studio as a guest host, and uh, uh I had to uh find a uh, another guest host that uh, decided to take your seat uh, and i don 't <laughs> think I really could have you guys uh in the same studio uh, that could be bad but we'll we' we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I know that uh Matthias is chopping at the bit, but uh, now this is an all-age show, correct? Correct. And yep. uh, now, are you going to be having uh, food or refreshments or popcorn or uh, anything like that out there? Oh
6: yeah, there'll be there'll be drinks and concessions and uh, what specifically, you know, just your your basic stuff uh, that'll be provided by the sanctuary staff. Um, So they'll have uh, your basic uh, snacks and drinks and everything for for all ages, uh, from kids to grandma and grandpa, to enjoy.
2: Now, I've been to the sanctuary a few times, and uh, I heard some unfortunate news that the Twins Winter Caravan was canceled this year. So they're not going to be here again. And also, Twins Fest has been canceled as well due to COVID. So, Mm. uh, unfortunately, they won't be at the... uh, Sanctuary Event Center, but uh, you will be, and the icon will be. Um, if, if you know, if you don't have a VIP pass for me and my wife, well, I know how to sneak in through the back door. I still have the. Oh, I'm not gonna. I shouldn't mention that. Sorry. Uh, now, <laughs> okay. how many matches? Uh, how many matches are we expecting to see? So we have, we have seven matches right now, um, a mix of some tag teams, some Triple
6: Threat, and <clears throat> some singles matches.
2: All right, and then uh, before we uh, before we uh, before we sign off with you, we're going to go over the card. Uh, But uh, first, though, uh, let's bring Granny on. Uh, You know, I always, uh, I know that uh, you know you're you're a super cool promoter. What you do is, you know, you kind you're kind of like Vince McMahon. You send the troops out there. uh, Unlike someone like being like a Triple H that. Uh, If you're getting over and he's not, uh, he'll do anything to screw your career. And uh, we know that because he's married to the boss's daughter. But that's a whole other story. But anyway, Granny, what do you have for our guests? Go ahead. We have Nick Stokes, and we have 30 minutes. Go ahead.
4: Well, welcome to the show. We're glad you could be on tonight. It sounds like it's going to be an amazing event. I wish Granny was closer where I could be there. So, uh, but that's actually my son's birthday. My son will be 35 on Sunday. So, um, okay. but like I said, I, we, we live in Arkansas, so I wish And we're going to be at a big event on Saturday for Wrestling for a Cause on the 22nd. So what is your favorite thing about being a promoter for the business? I mean, what's your favorite thing about that that you do? Um, I, there's a lot of things I like. I I like all aspects
6: of it, but my favorite, I I think, uh, being the on fans. the show has
2: got to be one of them.
6: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm looking at my short list, and that that is definitely on it. Um, but no, I I think I think being you know around the fans and and seeing the fans you know of all ages and what it brings out and. Uh, I've had some people come up to me and just say, you know, I haven't been to a wrestling event in, you know, X amount of years. Thank you so much, and uh, you know, I just had such a great time. And we came with the kiddos, and it was so fun and everything. So I, I think when it boils down to it, you know, even though the the locker room interactions are great, and setting up for the show and preparing for the show and everything is very fun, but when it comes down to it, I, I think it's the fans that really are is the best part of being a promoter. Awesome. Granny, now you got to ask him.
4: um, The fans are very important at at (sighs) any event, for sure. So.
2: Well, hey, Granny, you got to ask him if his number one fan is going to be there. If your number one fan is going to be there.
4: Well, you're you you're probably going to be there, aren't you? Oh,
0: okay. Well,
6: he's he's talking about that uh, that Sly Fox guy, I believe, right?
4: Oh, yeah. Sylvester J. Fox—he's not—he's not a fan at all. He—he—he's a bozo <laughs> in my book. And he has—he has yet to accept Granny's challenge by coming on this show and talking some smack if, if he thinks he's man enough to face me over the phone, which I know he's not because he's too scared of Granny.
2: <laughs> well, Granny, I got news about that. Challenge has been accepted, and we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, oh, wow! So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, so we have uh, Nick Stokes our guest here. We got twenty seven minutes. Uh, so, Matthias, you're 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 a local wrestler. Have you ever uh, wrestled for Below Zero <clears throat> Wrestling? And if you have, uh, what happened? If not, how come? Well,
3: let's just say uh, he finally ran into me at another promotion show and decided, hey, I like this guy. Let's put him on. He and... ran into you with his car? No, oh. no. He saw, me, he saw me destroying a couple of punks in the ring and decided to come up to me and go, hey, I like you. You're pretty tough. You're one of the best wrestlers in North Dakota. But let's just talk about that in a second. But he's like, yeah, you're the best. We want to book you on our shows because clearly I'm the number one talent in North Dakota by far. No, No questions asked. I did wrestle once for them, uh, and actually I wrestled twice for them. I had to take on, in a tag team match, I had to take on Brandon Nitro and Levi Lanigan with my partner Jake Taylor. And then I got put on a singles competition between me and Rampage Santana. And I seem to have noticed a pattern here with Below Zero. I've had to attack people and make my impact known just to get put in a match with them. I have to literally attack people from behind or I got to assault somebody or I got to force my way in. Yet he talks to me at one show saying you're the best, but now he won't put me in matches. So this is between me and him, but I I got a question. If I'm going to be on the show, like why wouldn't you put the best talent on, you know what I mean?
5: <laughs>
3: why am I not put on your show, hey. buddy? Well, you know there's uh there's, there's a lot of talent around and uh
6: you know, me and you might have to sit down and, and figure something out. But
2: uh, you know,
6: we, uh, we we got a great card on Sunday, and we, just, we couldn't over we couldn't overload it with with too much talent. How about that? I, I won't go too far into it with
2: you. Well, I, I have an idea. I have an idea. Now, you you have uh, you have uh, other shows covered up in uh, 2022, correct? Oh yeah. Yep. We. We're planning a, a very busy, very uh, uh in a good way, a very hectic uh 2022 for below 0. You know, and the the sad thing is uh you know, ever since we had you on the show, uh it's uh, this has actually been the first winter that we've had below 0 uh weather before the end of January. <laughs> so, uh, now it uh we're going to talk about the card here in a little bit, but I have an idea. You have a big card coming up on Sunday. We're going to talk about that. Do you know when your next show is slated for? Or have you not set that uh, yet?
6: We're We're in the final process. We did have something set up, but unfortunately there was a little bit of issue that came about with the venue. And so we don't have a set date, but it, we're, we're hoping that by Sunday
2: at the show we'll be announcing that date. So here's my idea. You book Matthias on the show, okay? The icon brings him to the ring. I guarantee you, he's not going to need my help, but if anybody interferes, I'll make sure that that doesn't happen. Can you imagine how many people will show up just to see the,
3: the Matthias and the icon? Me holding this beautiful title up high, everybody get to see it. The real champ will be in the building. And, and
2: it, it is a beautiful belt, too. As a matter of fact, I have to put my shades on here in the studio because it's reflecting <laughs> off the studio lights. Uh, it is a pretty belt, and we're going to talk about how you won that here in a little bit, and we're going to try and uh, get you booked on the show. But Now, uh, you said you got seven matches, correct? Correct. Okay, now we're going to talk about those. Now, are you going to be on the upstairs of the sanctuary or the downstairs? So we're, we're like in the main
6: event center. Yep, where they have all the concerts
2: and everything, yep. Okay, so you'd be upstairs. And yep. uh, you said the, uh, the doors open at 3 o'clock, and uh, how many uh, tickets do, will you have available to sell? You know, that is going to be a
6: good question because tickets are selling very fast right now. I believe we have right, only about 20 actual chairs left, and then it's only standing room. So it'll be uh, possibly limited at the door because we've had such a great uh, turnout so far.
2: Now, are you going to, uh, you know, um, are you going to be, are masks going to be required at the show or not?
6: Not required, but we'll have them there and we just ask everyone to use their best judgment. um, You know, we follow any guidelines or anything like that.
2: All right, cool. Now, uh, with that being said, uh, now do you have uh, now do you have like uh, like some promotions do uh, they have like ringside tables? Now are you going to be having ringside tables and then chairs around that? Uh, kind of give us a little bit of the configuration. Yep. So all of our like VIP seating or like those VIP
6: tables are actually up on the very front row of the balcony. So you're like almost you're like right on top of the ring in in a sense the way that it's set up. And so we have six of those tables up top there that are great seats. And then other than that, it's just your your basic, you know, chairs around the ring uh, with front row and then, you know, four or five rows deep depending on the, the area. And they have the bar set up in the back for the 21-plus area and then out in the lobby is the merch and everything. So it, it's a really cool setup and a really great venue for wrestling.
2: And, you know, you know the funny thing is the last time I took uh, my wife, she was my wife at the time, to a local show – Uh, A couple things happened. Someone stole Matthias' spinner at that show. Yep. Uh, Somebody got slammed on the Legos, and uh, uh, my wife uh, kept on asking wrestlers to pull me in the ring and pummel me because I forgot to do the dishes that morning. So uh,
5: she's (laughs) got to be with me. Last time you
2: ever forgot that, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm gonna uh, on the morning of the event, the dishes will be done. The floors will be vacuumed, the dogs will be fed, the cat'll be fed, uh the bed will be made and I'll have no reason for her to want to have anybody call me into the ring. But she'll still find a way either way. Yeah, yeah. And uh here's the other thing. Uh are are you setting up the night before or the day of? We'll be doing the day of. Yep. Okay. Of. Now we got a, a real real
6: busy day and uh so set up will start early and it'll be uh it'll
2: be nice and Nice, cool Sunday morning, it sounds like. Yeah, here's what I want you to do. I want you to let me know, uh, text me uh, what time the start time is for a setup, and I'll be there to help set it up, too. Okay, yep, we can do that. All right. And that that should earn me a couple tickets anyway, you know. I, I, I don't like to – people, on the contrary, would say, well, he's just trying to get free tickets or he's just trying to get a free guest spot in a movie. Uh, that couldn't be uh, – um that that uh, that's pretty close to the truth but anyway
3: uh, but I will warn you icon if you're going to help set up the ring I have warned BZW I've had to attack people from behind and if you're a feasible target trying to set up that ring you may be next don't talk to me bad on this show or you might be next
2: well I would never do that cuz you you and I are friends and uh, exactly <laughs> uh the invaders always sit us together so uh you know I don't wanna have uh someone steal my uh my headphones in my sleep, but we'll talk about that later <laughs> as well. We have Nick Stokes, our guest here on eighty nine point one Ken's FM and we got about uh, nineteen minutes here before uh our next guest calls in. So now let's go ahead and run down the card. Uh go from uh top to bottom. Go ahead.
6: So yeah, I mean we like I said we have seven matches, um a lot of really, really, really good matches are, you know, we can start, we're going to start at the top, we'll start right at the main event. Um, we have a, a four-way ladder match to crown the very first ever BZW champion. And so we have four competitors in Jack Ledger, Nick Nelson, Brandon Nitro, and Sierra. And uh, that that's going to be an amazing end to the event. Uh, but before that, we have guys like Eric Redbeard facing off against Sylvester J. Fox and, and his uh, his slides guy in MAC. And um, we'll also have a tag team match of NDS, who's Riley Jackson and Levy Cruz versus Impact Wrestling Superstars uh, Mad Mad Fulton and Ace Austin. Uh, we have a returning Duke Cornell versus Joey Avalon, which is going to be probably the hardest-hitting match on the card. You know, those guys are just big and strong, and they love to fight. And, uh, we have some other great matches as well. The triple threat match, uh, The System versus Downtown Petey Brown and Bobby Brennan. Um, Jake Taylor versus DeLorean Diggs. And Jake Taylor's been training with, uh, Pat Tanaka. And so Pat's going to be accompanying him to the ring. And that's going to, might see a new side of Jake that uh, we haven't seen in a long time. And then we also, uh, have, uh, Rock Solid Ross versus, um austin arrow and that's going to be a really great match austin arrow's newer to Blow zero wrestling um then he's going to be wrestling you know rock solid ross who's been a staple of below zero and uh had some great victories in in 2021 and you see how those guys carry over here into 2022 so um i think that was seven matches or did i miss one
2: No, no, you got him, but I'm going to say that uh, I'm guessing that, uh, Granny, you're probably not going to be cheering for Sylvester J. Fox in his match, I would guess.
4: No, no, no. And, you know, (laughs) Duke Cornell, I am very familiar with that name. I have actually seen that man wrestle in Oklahoma. Duke Cornell is a beast. He is absolutely a beast.
2: Yeah, I'm familiar with a few of those. Uh, a, a good friend of mine of the show, who's been on uh, four times, downtown. PD Brown, and uh, now, if our are fans going to be able to uh, meet the wrestlers during halftime, or beforehand, or afterwards? Yep. So we have a a meet and greet beforehand uh, from two to three
6: o'clock with uh, guys like Eric Redbeard and Madman Fulton and Ace Austin. Um, those guys are going to be doing uh, meet and greet, and then before the show, we'll have all the other guys um, and girl in Sierra. Uh, they're going to be at their merch tables and meeting fans and then during the break and then after the show as well. So lots of fan interaction, lots of, lots of opportunities to get to fit your favorite merch from your favorite talents and talk to them and get autographs and everything like that.
2: Now uh for those of you who might not know, you should know Eric Redbeard was, is actually part of the Wyatt family. Correct? Used to be. Used to be. Used to be. Yep, yep,
6: formerly Eric Rowan of WWE and uh part of part of the Wyatt family and uh also the tag team with uh um Luke Harper or Brody Lee. So
2: Yeah, I as a matter of fact, I can't wait to uh meet him, hopefully I can get him uh, booked as a guest on the show, because uh, I'm going to tell you guys a quick little story about uh, uh, Eric Rowan and uh, the Wyatt family. Uh, Let's see, I believe the last time the WWE was here, um, either the last time or the time before that, uh, uh, the Wyatt family was in the ring, and... uh, What was it? What was the name? You just mentioned the one that passed. Luke Harper, Brody Lee. Brody Lee, yeah. I I asked Luke Harper uh, because he uh, he was uh, Paul. He he got he got knocked into uh, the the barricade where I was sitting, and I said, "Hey, when's the last time you guys showered indoors?" (laughs) (laughs) And he says, "Thursday." (laughs) I was gonna say he didn't
3: punch you for that.
2: Uh, actually, uh, he kind of, he he threw the elbow. Okay. But what, uh, he didn't connect with me because I pulled my buddy in front of it.
3: Oh, smart idea.
2: I, I did a I did a Shawn Michaels uh, sherry thing. Okay. Okay. okay.
5: <laughs> and uh,
2: my buddy lost his drink, and I said, hey, look, I, I told you you should be cheering for these guys. Yeah. Look what happens when you boo them. Uh, we have next, so I guess, here we've got about 13 minutes here left here. So now, uh, you you started the promotion. Um, uh, how long you guys been around? So, twenty twenty one was our first year in in business.
6: So uh, okay. our first show was was last May sixteenth of twenty twenty one. So we're gonna be doing our this is our sixth sixth show. No, yeah, sixth
2: show. Okay. See, now, on the one match, uh, I know Bobby Brennan. Uh, he's been on the show. Nope. I know downtown PJ Brown, but I don't know the system. Do you know the system, Matthias? You heard of him?
3: Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's a guy who walks around copying my sunglasses, and he always and he plays the violin when he enters the ring. He had the honor of facing Eugene um, back at our last show at BZW, which I was also not booked for.
2: He plays the violin?
3: He plays the violin.
2: Um, oh, well, I'm not going to say that because we got to be respectfully on the era. But um, <laughs> I have a comment about that, but I'll I'll wait till I actually meet the guy. Now, uh, you also met. See, you're going to have a few former WWE superstars here. You know, you mentioned Eric Rowan, and uh, you're also going to have Pat Tanaka. Um, now, he has a school here in Fargo, um, and uh, now is he now are a few of his students? You said are on the card.
6: Jake Taylor. So that that's someone that he's training and uh Jake has uh, taken to him or looked to him to kind of advance his uh his in-ring training and everything like that and uh supposedly says that there's going to be a we're going to see a new Jake
2: Taylor at uh at Winter Slam this Sunday. And for everybody who knows that's wrestler Jake Taylor, not catcher Jake Ta- Jake Taylor. Uh now Correct. um the the one match I'm actually looking forward to is uh the ladder match. And um uh, I, I I know who Brandon Nitro is. I've seen Jack Ledger. I've never seen Sierra, she probably wouldn't give me the time of day, even if I bought her a watch. And uh we have Nick Nelson, uh, who kinda he kinda looks like Test in a way.
3: He well when he walks to the ring he's kinda like an old Triple H but he does look like Test.
2: He does look like Test. And mm-hmm. uh um,
3: I've actually faced half of those guys that it's in that match. I've had faced half those people.
2: So now uh are you um are are you yourself uh, going to be uh who do you have a ring announcer? Um who's your ring announcer? Uh yes,
6: yeah, so we got a guy that's been doing a few a few things for us um by the name of Paul Lentz is uh our ring announcer. And uh so oh, we, we have that. Oh, yep, so we have, Yep, so we got we got everything squared away on that end, and uh, he's done some stuff for us in the past, and going to continue to do something here for us at uh, at WinterSlam.
2: Yeah, I love I love Paulie. He and I were actually uh, uh, at a different radio station here in Fargo together. Uh, of course, they're no longer uh, in business, but uh, they used to play all '80s back in the day. Okay, so that was fun, and uh, so we have. Uh, we have our buddy here. We only have uh, well, we have about uh, five or ten minutes here left. Now, what is the um, the uh, the thing that you you're lo- uh, you as yourself as a promoter? What is the match that you're looking most forward to? Oh, uh, probably the tag team match. I mean, if I, if
6: I had to pick one, I mean, all of them are great. Um, you know, obviously with the main event, you know, crowning our first champion. That's super excited exciting uh but you know i i've always been a really big fan growing up of tag team wrestling so the match between nds versus madman fulton and ace austin uh with those guys coming in from impact wrestling uh that's going to be a really a really good match and i feel like that's one that could easily be you know match of the night when it's all said and done
2: now you said now so sylvester J fox you said he does have a match correct well, he's managing. Yep, he's
6: he's going to be managing Mac and uh Mac will be going up against Eric Redbeard.
2: Okay, so uh Granny's got her money on Eric Redbeard and uh I'm going to put my money on Eric Redbeard and uh, I'm sure Matthias has got his uh, uh money on Eric Redbeard. You know, there's just uh something about uh Sylvester J. Fox and you know, uh Granny uh has put out the challenge to have him on the show and uh, he has been ducking granny for a long time okay i usually don't promote stuff that's far way in advance because i learned that from eric bischoff you never tell anybody uh for anybody promoting a wrestling show or a radio show you never tell anybody what to expect next week because you want them to tune in to find out what they're going to see that's why you never uh tell them but, uh, Sylvester J. Fox, live, on this show, July 25th, 2022, at 9.45pm, will be on the air, maybe even in studio, if we le- if we unlock the door, uh, to answer Granny's challenge.
3: Well, I will say this, I do not like Granny, because of course I'm a heel, I'm a bad guy, I can't understand old ladies, and they're fond of wrestling and trying to be tough and all that, but... I will do. I will send you guys a reminder. I do have his golf club. So if he does try anything with Eric Ripbeard, since I wasn't booked again on Winter Slam, I may have to take something in my own hands. And since I got a golf club that used to be Fox's, you know, I may have to, you know, take a little initiative and give him a good old whack. I mean, I'll do it for Granny, but it's also for myself because, you know, got to do it for me first.
2: You know, and, uh, uh, Nick, I shouldn't say this, but, uh, you know, my favorite wrestler on the card, of course it would be Matthias if you're on it, my least favorite is Sylvester J. Fox. But my favorite guy that you have on the uh, card is Duke Cornell. Uh, he's been okay. on the show uh, several times. And, uh, you know, he uh, I introduced him as the uh, wrestling's ind- uh, independent wrestling's Pirate. And uh, I had no idea about his real eye injury. And yeah. I thought it was part of his, his uh, uh, part character. Of his gimmick. Yeah, yeah gimmick. part of his gimmick. And uh, I got corrected quite quickly. <laughs> it's
3: not a gimmick. Well, I will tell you that I had no idea myself. I, I just found that out myself. So I was
2: in the same boat with you. And uh, he, uh, it took a year and a half for him to forgive me. But he finally did forgive me. Uh, That's good. So, you know, as, as a promoter, you got you obviously got to like uh, everybody, but uh, you, you might you got to have your favorites too, don't you? Well, I mean, you you always have your favorites, and um, there's always going to be,
6: you know, certain guys that, um, you know, I guess you know you can call your favorite, or you can call you know that you might mesh with better or anything like that. But that's one thing that's been really, really good for us is that we have had a great interaction with virtually everyone that we've had, you know, part of Below Zero Wrestling. And so to say that I have a specific favorite is tough, but um, I've, I've, I've just, it's been such a welcoming experience with everyone in that locker room that uh, it's made it easy to have a lot of favorites.
2: Right. Now, uh, you know you know, you mentioned that you you're gonna have a, a busy twenty twenty two and uh mm-hmm. anytime that you have a show I want you to let me know. Uh we'll either have you uh in a studio to talk about it, uh or whatever. uh not that I'm bragging here, but we have guest booked from now until the end of twenty twenty three. And sure. uh, uh not that I'm bragging, but there's a lot of directors, a lot of actors, a lot of actresses that are gonna be coming on the show and eventually I might get myself booked in a movie. Um, I'm still working on that uh, book deal for Matthias, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I I talked to him about that. And uh, uh, for you, it'd probably be a nice long book. For me, it'd be like uh, I don't know, like a coffee table book that people could set their coffee on, so their coffee table doesn't get stained with the coffee. <laughs> Uh, but that's the story for another time as well. So we only got a few minutes here left. Uh, so go ahead. Give us uh, the rundown again on where it is, when it is, how they can get tickets, and uh, uh, all the other goodies that you want to let uh, people know. Sure. Yeah, again, uh, Winter Slam from
6: uh, presented by Blow Zero Wrestling. It's going to be Sunday the 23rd, so that's this upcoming Sunday. Uh, doors open at 3. Match starts at 4. Um, If you do want to get there a little bit early, we do have the meet and greet that starts at at, at 2 o'clock as well. Um, Tickets and all the other information, uh, the best place to find that is on our social medias, uh, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Facebook is where we have uh, the majority of our stuff on, and that is uh, Below Zero Wrestling, and you can find out all the information there and uh, take a look at a lot of promo videos and hype videos and everything that's going on. Uh, We're really getting... Down to the nitty gritty here. We got what, six days to go, so
2: all right, and uh everybody come on out there. Uh the wrestlers are the main attraction. Uh the icon was there and uh to help you out, like I say, I'll help you set up the ring, uh whatever you need, I'll be there to help you out. Just uh text me with time. And uh the other thing is, uh if anybody wants my autograph, I will give it to them. Um so uh, people might come up and say how much are you going to pay me to take it, but I will. Uh, I'll do that as well. So uh, we do appreciate you being on, and uh, let me know the time that the setup starts, and uh, I will be there to help you out. Now, uh, from the rest of uh, the rest of your time as a promoter, any show that you got on, the icon is going to help you promote it. Sound like a deal? Sounds well, good. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. I appreciate you having me on, and I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of the night. All right, thanks, buddy. Have a good night. Thank you. Thanks again. We'll see you. All right, Below, below Zero Wrestling, uh, Mr. Stokes, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, that's going to be a great show. Uh, and uh, like I said, I will be there. We'll, we'll, uh, we have our next guest waiting in the wings, but we're going to take a quick little timeout here, and uh, we will be back uh, after these messages from our sponsor.
0: As you know, 89.1 Kenz FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Kenz FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 KENS FM.
2: And with that being said, if you go to our Facebook page right now, Off the Ropes, you like that. You go to 89.1 KENS FM. you like that. You do a sponsor show. Uh, and uh, you also do a $10 a month donation to help power the tower. We'll get you qualified. And also go to Eric Mathias's. Uh, page. And we'll talk about that before we sign off. Uh, But right now, this is going to be an interesting interview. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, I'm going to say hike, give me the ball. She's going to go out for the touchdown pass and score a big touchdown. And she might even count to one, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Maggie Klein.
7: Hey, this is Maggie Klein. You're listening to Attitude Era live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host Ken, the Icon, Big Swing, and 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 Granny Hope, sir. Gosh darn it, I blew my strap.
2: Well, you know, here's the deal: the with the power of uh, radio and recording, we can edit that later on. And uh, I can, uh, I'll just uh, have you where you say me, and I'll probably keep Ken, and I'll just edit the other two out. No, I wouldn't do that. Uh, so we have uh, Maggie Klein as our guest here, and uh, we have, um, well, we have about uh, 30 minutes here with Maggie. So first off, give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then I'll uh, ask you a few questions.
7: Sure, no problem. So, so I did something that you don't do in your 40s. I decided to get physically active in my 40s. So I was like, what am I going to do? What sports do I like to play? And so I was like, well, I like professional wrestling. So why don't I go down to the local wrestling school, AAAPW, a great wrestling school, by the way, trains a lot of great athletes. Um, and I was like, hey, yeah, let me sign up for that. Yeah, that was, that was a mistake. That was so physically grueling it was not even funny. But it got me into such great shape that I ended up living out my dreams and playing prof- semi-professional football with the local women's football team, the Austin Outlaws. So I'm a professional rest- rest- wrestling referee and a football player. I play defensive line.
2: Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about your your wrestling career. Just a little bit, because uh, I know about, because uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk more about your football career. but uh, And, uh, you know, I know that... Uh, uh this is uh one of your first interviews here on a a big time uh radio show and uh yeah. we're glad that you took time out of your schedule to join us and um you know you uh you are a gifted athlete and uh so let's talk a little bit about wrestling and then we'll uh do the roundtable and we're going to come back and the, we'll all talk about football after that. So now you right. you started out as a you started out uh, training as a wrestler, and you became a referee, correct?
7: No, no. I walked into school and said, I want to be a referee, and signed up and be a referee. I, I've i always wanted to be a professional wrestling referee. I, it, It's like, I don't want to wrestle. I want to be the referee. I'm a terrible wrestler. Oh, my God, I am now, horrible at it.
2: Now, as a referee, though, you you got to take bumps. What was your thought on taking bumps? Did they train you about that?
7: Oh yeah, they train me to take bumps, and I, I've made it quite clear that I never want to take another bump as long as I live.
2: Well, uh, that that'll we'll, we'll talk about that because you know in football you take bumps.
7: Yeah, but that's different. I'm beating the living tar out of someone.
2: <laughs> now when you when you were refereeing, uh, were you a baby uh, babyface referee like uh, uh, like a Nickyota? Oh, well, well, were you a? He, well, hold on. Were you a heel referee like Nick Patrick, or were you the screw-around referee like a uh, – uh, uh, what's the guy's name that screwed bread? Uh, Earl – Earl Hebner. Earl Hebner. Oh. What kind of referee were you? Were you were you uh, a babyface, a heel, or a, a
5: screw well, rep?
7: I started out as a babyface referee, had a lot of fans, got chants for my name the whole nine yards. And then there was an incident. And I'm telling you right now – It was a fair count. I I, I counted fair. Yes, I did. My hand might have moved a little faster than normal, but, you know, I was practicing my count, you know, and there might have been a matter of some money changing hands, but we don't talk about that. That was charitable donations, and I might have given someone a title by accident, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I became a heel.
2: Okay, so she's a heel referee, so she's uh, Nick Patrick. Granny, what do you have for our guest? We have... Maggie Klein, and she's a heel. Go ahead, Granny. What do you got?
4: Well, Granny does not like the heels. Whether they're referee or wrestler or whatever, I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels. I don't like the heels. So that being said, we're glad you're on the show. Welcome to our show. Uh, What has been one of your most interesting matches you ever got to referee and who... Who, who was who was in the matches that you refereed?
7: Oh, okay. So my most memorable match that is my most embarrassing one was when I refereed the tag match at Mission Pro. So I can't, it was, Vert Fiction was in it, and I can't remember who Alphal was in it, but it, it, it was the first time I had done a tag match, and it was amazing. We even had a little bit and everything in it where I tried to stop her and everything, and it was fun. But as far as like matches that are uh, of matches of infamy, is got to be got to be the one that got me suspended from school.
5: Uh-huh.
0: You got suspended I from school. The, what I happened?
7: Not, so I might have. So we were we, we were doing the count, and the cameraman looks at me. The guy's taking cam, camera photos around the ring. Looks at me, says, "And like, so hold that pose." And I hold that pose when I should have let go. I, I held so the now, pose for a minute. So, and, so, you, so and you held the pose? Did you take my
5: and, eyes off? And
7: then I, yeah, well, because I took my eyes off the heel and let the heel cheat. Storyline-wise, that was not
0: acceptable.
2: And they never forgave you?
7: They forgave me, but then I left to go play football.
2: All right. Now, uh, Matthias... Uh, you're, you're a wrestler. Now, what would you do if a, a referee uh, decided to fast count you and uh, you get uh, duped from your title?
3: Well, um, as a fellow heel, I would like to take my revenge out on that referee, no matter who it would be. Uh, luckily, I've been having the refs uh, fast count for me, and I've experienced a few money-changing-hand uh, situations just so that could happen, but we'll talk about that later. But other than that, yeah, I've I never had to experience a fast count. I've get I've gotten a fast count, so I'm okay with that. Now uh, w- hey, we're going to talk hey, a little it
7: was bit. A legal, count, a legal count, legal count,
2: legal count, man.
3: Exactly, I mean, just a little, a little fast. faster. They should they should have e- they should have e- noticed and gotten up. I yeah, makes perfect sense. All right,
2: we're, we we need I mean, to take a quick little. T- uh, we need to take a quick little time out here. Uh, we got to do some uh, legal stuff in the radio business. Uh, we'll be back here in just a little bit. So hold on.
0: We'll be back in
2: just a little bit.
0: You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead, independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here, the new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com.
2: And I definitely recommend picking up one of those clocks because uh, I got one as a wedding present. And uh, I set it up in my parents' place, and guess where it is? It's at my parents' place. I'll never get it back because it's such a cool clock. And uh, real cool, uh, quick thing about the clock. so we'll get back to our interview here. Uh, the thing is, you know, most clocks have a uh, second hand that ticks, right? Tick, 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 tick. This one, it continuously goes around. It does not stop. It just continuously goes around. So if you if you like to watch the clock to find out uh, when Matthias is going to be on uh, YouTube next, you know you can do a countdown, and it won't stop. All right, let's get back to this. We got uh, Maggie Klein as our guest here, and we got about uh, twenty-two minutes. So now you decided to leave wrestling, and you decided to become a football player. Now Matthias has something uh, in common, a couple things in common with you. He's still a wrestler. He's also a football player. We're going to talk about that in a second. But uh, now what? Um, what made you decide to go out for football? You know, you mentioned that it's your uh, other favorite sport. Uh, what kind of uh, combine did you have? What kind of uh, training regimen did you uh, you take to get on the football field, the gridiron, uh, if you will?
5: All right,
7: all right. So, so basically I started doing – I started working out and started just running a lot and doing a lot of running and a lot of just weightlifting. And – it's semi-pro, so there was no combine. It was just basically run a bunch of stuff, which I ran really slow. I'm not a great athlete, by the way. I'm I'm a mediocre athlete at best, and I'm at four, at 48. I'm way past my prime.
5: But well,
2: you know, I but I enjoy sports. Ahead. I well, enjoy you know, the and fact love the camaraderie with people. Well, the fact that you're out there at 48 years old is is a, a testament to your durability and your willingness to be a athlete uh now we had a gentleman on the invaders um you know how i'm referring to he was like what 50 something yeah uh, he was close to 50 something yeah. like
3: that 45 50
2: and uh how old is matthias
3: i am 27
2: now you uh what is your number on the football field 69 69 and uh uh, Maggie, what is your number on the football field? Seventy-three. Seventy-three. So we have seventy-three and sixty-nine. Uh, so if anybody's doing the math, that's four. That's Brett Farb. So you. So Matthias, or, or I should say, Klein minus Matthias equals Brett Farb. So hey, I think we're in good company here. <laughs>
7: <laughs> so you. Okay. So,
2: Not
7: a Brett Farb fan. So,
2: so, well, uh, I was I I always uh, had a interesting thing about uh, Brett Favre. I never disliked him when he played for Green Bay. I loved him when he was a Minnesota Viking, uh, which caused me to hate the Saint Paul Saints. I'm in mean, the Saint Paul Saints. Uh, the New Orleans Saints for the rest of my life, and uh, we can talk about that later. Just uh, go back in our archives. Uh, I think it, the episode was called Lowell Drew Breeze was the episode. Check that out in our archives. So, now, when does your season start? So, our season starts April
7: 6th when we play Dallas.
2: Play Dallas, and of course, since it's Dallas, you're probably going to beat them because Dallas doesn't know how to win a big game. <laughs> uh, sorry, big swing. I'm, I'm sorry.
7: We're hoping to actually win a game this season. Last season, we lost every game.
2: How many games do you play in a regular have- season?
7: How many games are we play in regular season? Well, due to COVID, we're only playing six.
2: And you lost all six. Yep. All right and uh, I know that uh you know Big Swing who's not uh, able with us he's uh busy running his bar he's a big Cowboys fan which is out of Dallas and uh you know he likes to jump in every now and then one
5: hell of a job, And only thing else I got to say is How about Jim Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah! Uh
2: that was Big Swing right there. <laughs> he he uh where where he's at in his bar he can still control the board. But I don't let him on the air. So, anyway. Uh, so, now you have six games, and you guys didn't win a game last year. Um, what, uh, what is your, uh, your uh, outlook for this coming season? We got a new
7: coaching staff put in place, and we're changing up how we're doing the coaching, and, we're actually, and we actually got some good returning players. And some new players are really promising. We got this one new girl that's just insane.
2: She and what is the name of your team again?
7: The the Austin Outlaws.
2: And you guys are uh, stationed in where? Out of where?
7: Austin, Texas.
2: We're we're Austin, a women's only so, football team. So this is a Texas league, then?
7: Yeah. Well, no, it's okay. it's, a, it's a national. We're part of a national league called the Women's Foundation Football Association.
5: Okay.
2: The and, uh And. Uh, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the website right now and it looks like you got a, you guys got a lot of talent on the uh on the uh, on the and squad we, here.
7: Our defense is insane. We hold teams to nothing. It's <clears> just we had some problems with the offense.
2: <laughs> well, you know, uh they say that the the best way to win a football game is to have the defense keep the opposing offense out of the end zone, but if your offense cannot uh, replicate that and put points on the board, you're gonna have a problem. Now, uh the Invaders that our local team here that Matthias plays for, how long you been on the Invaders? Uh I've been on for three years now. And how long have you been wrestling? Uh six, almost S- six six years. years. So now you know, she mentioned that uh you know, they didn't have a combine, uh, but uh of course the Invaders had theirs last weekend and uh I understand that we got a lot of uh we got a lot of talent coming up. Well let's hope so. And uh I don't think I uh I can think of anything more that I'd like to put at another ring to my finger. I know, right? You know. Now do you guys uh now do you guys have a standard format, you know, you have the regular season and playoffs and championship. Is that how you guys usually run it? Maggie?
7: Yeah. Oh yeah, we have a regular championship. And, yeah, so, yes, we have a regular championship that we play at the NFL Hall of Fame between all the teams. Usually it's D.C. plays in the finals, Divas. Always the Divas. So you
2: guys play in Canton, Ohio?
7: Yep, we play in Canton, Ohio is our final game. We also have the all-star wow. games in
5: Canton, too. All
2: right, so. Yeah,
7: women's football uh, is, ground, is, is growing as a sport. When I first started playing women's football back back, back in 2000, 2004, 15, 16, it, it was still, still a small sport. Now it's growing into, into a big sport, and we have women taking over football. We have women's refs and women's coaches now.
2: We're on 89.1 Ken's FM here. We got Maggie Klein. We got about uh, 15 minutes. Now, uh, where are your home games at? played at?
7: Um, Due to COVID, we had to move around locations. So we're playing. We're playing in the stadiums in Georgetown, in Georgetown, Texas.
2: And uh, some of the uh, teams that uh, you guys play—it looks like the Houston Power, uh, the Dallas Elite, the Houston Energy, the Arlington Impact, the Dallas—well, Dallas, well, Dallas Elite—that's another game. The OKC Lady Force. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. So, th- those were your games last year, and uh, it looks like mm-hmm. it goes from May 1st to June 12th, it looks like. Uh, so, mm-hmm. now, because of COVID, you guys only do six games. Now, will you guys be doing uh, more this year, or is it still the same? Still the same. We got, I think we've got eight games scheduled for this season. All right. And um, you, uh, your position, again, you said was?
7: I'm, I'm defensive tackle. I prefer so to play nose guard. I just want to beat the living shit out of the center.
2: Oh, you gotta watch the language. Gotta watch the language. PG. Okay. PG. Sorry, PG.
7: I, I want to beat the living crud out of the center. All I all I, all, right. all I want to do when I get bent down and in charge is all I want to do is rip off someone's head.
2: So now uh, being on being on the defense, I'm sure you also like to try and record a sack or two, right?
7: Um. I've only gotten one sack out of out of out of that. Usually usually I usually the tackles aren't doing
2: sacks. Usually they're just causing chaos on the line. And uh Matthias, your position with the Invaders is? I have played offensive tackle and offensive guard. So, uh when uh uh you're the reason why uh the Invaders put up so many points on the board. Yes, sir. One of them. And, uh, I, I've you know, I've seen Matthias uh, work, and, uh, of course, this is uh, Maggie's time, but uh, one thing about Matthias, though, is if you need a good lead blocker, he is the guy you want to follow. He's like an ambulance going to the hospital. You know, the sirens are blazing. Uh, the only thing is, Matthias, you're not able to wear your wrestling belt on the field, though. That's a sad thing. That's the only unfortunate part. I can't wear my belt, but, you know, I could
3: take off my the belt, grab my pants, and I could just start whipping people out of the way, but can't bring my big belt, my beautiful belt.
2: So, uh, Maggie, so, uh, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, we talked about you went from the, the wrestling to football. Uh, how uh, how many more uh, years do you want to uh, continue playing football?
7: I don't know. It depends on how my body holds up, because I, I tore my groin muscle by just messing around with my workout. So, I mean, I'm getting to the point where I get injuries and I'm down for weeks, and it, it, it depends on how many injuries I have.
2: I'm hoping to play until my fifties. And uh, you know, you mentioned that you guys uh, were 0-6 last year, but uh, of all the games that you guys had on the schedule last year, what would you say was your uh, your favorite game that you played or that you had a um, that you had a major
7: no the, the one, the one where I scored, where I scored the, where I scored the fumble recovery.
2: Wow, that was
7: it, that was the first time they let me play. That was my first season playing on the Outlaws, and they finally said, "Okay, we'll give you a chance." First play, I make a big play,
2: force a fumble,
7: and and protect the protect the the, the linebacker who recovered the fumble.
2: Well, you know, uh, the, you know what they say, the best thing to do on the gridiron is to make an impact, as The Rock would say in The Gridiron Gang, you know? Uh, We have Maggie Klein as our guest here. We have about uh, five minutes or so left. Now, if our fans wanted to check you out and see you, do you got a Facebook? You got an Instagram? A YouTube? A Twitter? A Twitch? A TikTok? What
7: do you got? Okay, I got. I'm on Facebook on Maggie Klein. I'm on Twitter on Ninja Pirate TX. And I'm on, I'm on YouTube as Postal Justice Goblin.
2: Wow. And so you have no plans on getting back into the ring, do you?
7: Well, I'm willing to come back as a ref. If some company wants to hire, wants to hire me out as a ref, give me a call. Send me a message on Facebook, and I'll work out a date to come work your show. But you know, I have no plans to go back to the ring. I, I, when I reapplied to go back to school, the owner was like, no, I, I don't need you anymore, and I got, I, I'm full of rest. And so I was like, okay, it's over.
2: You know, and, uh, you know, that's actually kind of sad when someone says, hey, we, we don't have a need for you anymore. Uh, I've heard that many times. <laughs> Just ask my relative. No, I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, so we have about, uh, Maggie Klein's, I guess, here, we got about uh, four minutes left. So, uh, You know, you mentioned that uh, – now, is that first game, is that home or away? It's going to be a home game. A home game. And uh, do you happen to know uh, at the time right now, um, you know, out in uh, Texas, you guys don't really have to deal with snow that much, but uh, uh, in your neck of the woods when you guys started football, what's the weather usually like there?
7: Oh, it's sunny in about
2: seventy. Wow, what's the temperature there now?
7: Um, Depending on what time of the day, it was down to twenty-five last
2: night, and it got up to seventy-five today. Well, uh, we got to twenty-five today, and guess what? We stayed at (laughs) twenty-five.
5: So uh, because I had you.
7: Texas is Texas. Weather temperatures in Texas are kind of like wait ten minutes and it will change.
2: Uh, I'm well aware of that. You know, my favorite city in Texas, well, actually two favorite cities, Frisco, Texas, obviously, and uh, Lubbock, Texas, uh, the home of Buddy Holly. Uh, And I've been to Texas several times because of the NDSU bison. And uh, one thing about uh, Frisco, Texas, when we're there, they always seem to run out of beer. And, uh, you know, uh, we go down there, we drink your beer, we take a championship, and we don't cause any trouble. (laughs) So, I mean, you can't uh, you you can't beat that, right? Yeah,
7: you can't beat that.
5: I, I, so, uh, think uh, it back actually.
2: Right. So, in in closing here, what um if anybody uh if anybody out there listening, uh, like uh that you can give advice to like a uh gal that would like to uh play professional football, what advice would you give them? Semi-pro football. Semi-pro semi-pro football
7: I, semi-pro football what well, advice I would give them start exercising T- and, get into a fitness a, routine and keep up with it and once you get into that you will have an amazing time on football because it is physically
2: demanding and uh, how often are you uh, how often do you work out and train and, uh, uh, during every your regimen every, every day every day you hit the gym at you hit the gym at like what 4 in the morning or 5 in the morning or in the I afternoon? Have the I have
7: a gym, gym here in my house, so I just just work out here in the house.
2: All right. And uh the the question that everybody asks, how much can you bench?
7: 200.
2: Wow. So, hey, so uh any of uh any of your potential point uh opponents that are listening, uh, when they uh, see you lined up on the other side, I would probably just stay in the locker room because uh, you will take them out, right?
7: Oh, pretty much guarantee
2: that there's going to be violence, and a lot of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Maggie Klein's our guest here. We've got about uh, 30 seconds left. So we do appreciate you taking time onto your schedule, and uh, you have been awesome, and our fans are loving you and digging you. And uh, we would definitely like to have you back on again, uh, either during the middle of the season or after the season, to let us know how things are going. Oh, yeah, sure,
5: sure. I can, I can update you. Just
7: book me through the, thing, through the Facebook app, and we're good to go.
2: Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, thank you so much for being on, and we will definitely have you on again with us. Thanks, Maggie.
7: I really appreciate it. It was fun talking with you.
2: Awesome, and you were awesome. Thank you.
7: All right, no problem. Talk to you
2: later. All right. All right, Maggie Klein, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we're waiting for our big MMA WWE guy to call in here, and we'll be going to him in a little bit uh, when he calls in. So now – you know Matthias I mean that was pretty cool you know we had a you know a two sport star wrestling and football you know a lot about that absolutely and uh you know um uh, I got to let you know that uh, my wife is a uh, my wife is a uh uh is a big fan of yours
3: as she should be
2: and uh hopefully uh she'll be able to work the sidelines uh during the during the season uh you know we uh like i say we'll just wait for our guest to call in and then when he does we'll go to him but uh you know uh the invaders are going to have a lot of long road trips this year
3: yeah i mean like last year or previous years we went to iowa we went to minnesota we went we went to uh, wisconsin we went a lot of places back when we uh we won the championship um back in 2019 i think we went, we went to iowa we went to wisconsin we went to minnesota and then what was great about that season was we were the number four seed going into the, champ, into the uh, playoffs. We beat the first seed to go to the turf of our, I would say, biggest adversary, and we beat them on their home turf to win the championship. So at least now I could say I have a championship in pro wrestling and I got a championship in football.
2: And uh, we're going to get you another championship. Uh, The Invaders are going to get us both a championship. Let's uh, do it. Absolutely. All right. uh, We have our next guest on the line here. Uh, We're going to take a quick little 30-second break, and we will be back with our big guest. Give us about 30 seconds. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, it's an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. And we are back here on 89.1 Kinz FM. We want to thank Woodspring Suites for sponsoring uh, Attitude Hour Live. And uh, for those of you who don't know, that's a good friend of mine. His name is Scott Helmrass. He does a lot of voiceovers. Uh, he's very energetic. A lot of people uh, mistake his energy for ego. But that's a whole other story. I don't want to put him over because this is my <laughs> show, not his. All right, so we're going to go to our next guest. He is stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle, and about to enter the octagon. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man himself, the legend. He is Ron Waterman.
1: Hey, this is Ron Waterman, the H2O man. You're listening to the Attitude Era live on 89.1 Kins FM with your host, the icon, a big swing and granny hoaxer. How are
2: you? Uh, Can we call you Ron or should we call you Mr. Waterman or should we call you the H2O (laughs) guy? How how should we address you as as a respect? Ron is fine, bro. Uh, Because you're bigger than me and uh, we don't want to overstep our bounds here. Uh, So Ron Waterman is our guest here and uh, he's going to take us right to the end of the show. uh, If he can uh, stand us that long and... uh, for everybody who are uh, on time cues. We have 42 minutes on 89.1 KSFM. So here's what we're going to do, Ron. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, uh, and then I'll uh, try and get myself over with you, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions.
1: Well, that sounds good. I don't even uh, know where to start. I was a uh, college wrestler, and graduated from college, and Uh, Became a high school art teacher, if you can believe that or not. Uh, Most people don't guess that about me. But I was a wrestling coach and a football coach. And uh, one day after my wrestling practice, my team challenged me to enter a local mixed martial arts competition that was being held in Denver, Colorado, about an hour away. It was called the Boss Routon Invitational. And I uh, took them up on the challenge and trained for about three months and entered this competition and had three fights in one night. Uh, and ended up winning the the whole thing, and the matchmaker that was there uh, was John Peretti. He was uh, officiating the bouts that night. And so I got an invitation to the next UFC, which was kind of a springboard for everything. I ended up fighting my first UFC in UFC 20. (laughs) I think they're on UFC 200 and something now. Uh, But anyway, I fought UFC 20, and won that first fight in about 25 seconds over a guy named Chris Condo, and uh, my MMA career kind of just exploded from there I ended up fighting in the next four UFC's um, and ended up they ended up flying me out to California where I was going to get put into the very first UFC video game and on that flight I met a guy that uh, was real good friends with Shane McMahon so he set up an interview and uh, about a week later, I'm in Stanford, Connecticut, in this office with all these big WWE executives, Shane and Jim Ross and several others, and they offered me right there on the spot a four-year contract to, to travel around the world with the WWE, so I get sent to Louisville, Kentucky to a, a little gym called Ohio Valley Wrestling and uh, walked in there and was a little bit shocked to see all these giants inside this little, this little studio that you wouldn't think that would be a WWE uh, training ground, but I walked in there and was introduced to Dave Bautista, John Cena, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, and several other that, you know, didn't get, get big with WWE, but I was a a big fish in a small pond here in, in Colorado, and was welcomed into that world. So it was it was pretty eye-opening. But anyway, traveled the world, uh, traveled with those guys in that Ohio Valley wrestling circuit for almost a year before being called up to the, the WWE main roster and traveled <clears throat> and did you know, dark matches with them for about six months. And uh, then it just didn't work out real well uh, for me. They said they didn't have any more... Uh, a script or whatever a storyline for me so i was released and immediately went back to fighting where i started to fight in japan and had a couple fights with the pancras organization over there and then uh, ended up fighting for pride which is some of my biggest fights that i've ever had were in the pride organization so fought there and continued to do that for several years um and the other thing about that Stone Cold and
2: uh, the other thing about that, Ron, is uh, Stone Cold and Goldberg—they uh, stole your gimmick uh, because uh, they look like <laughs> you. And uh, <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: and uh, for those uh, now, I'm serious. Now, for those of you who have never seen Ron, and you should uh, correct me. Uh, correct me on my stats about you if, if I'm wrong. You stand six foot two. Two hundred and fifty pounds. And uh your your career in the MMA uh you are I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you are sixteen and eight, is that correct? Sixteen, six and one. <laughs> sixteen, six and one. Uh six knockouts, eight submissions, two decisions, two draws, and uh, uh on uh you know we're we're going to talk about all this we got Ron Warren as a guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM we got about 38 minutes so now uh we're going to touch mostly on MMA but i want to uh, talk a little bit about WWE real quick uh so when you were in the room with these big wigs Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon and uh did Vince McMahon come over and say hey can you hey bell can you flex for me or uh uh <laughs> Can you take me down?
1: Uh, I mean, what, what was that like meeting Vince McMahon? Uh, it, was, it was pretty surreal, as a matter of fact. Uh, standing in that office, getting to see them coming from where I came from—you know—it's just like it happened so fast that it was all kind of overwhelming. But it was—it was pretty neat. I mean, Vince is a total businessman, so he just—he uh, just wants to know what you're going to be able to do for him, and you need to. M- get ready real fast and, and get ready to make some money and make some money for him more than anything else. But, um, I didn't spend a lot of time with Vince. I spent a lot of time with Shane and Stephanie and Jim Ross was the one who basically said, Hey, let's, let's hire this guy and get him out into OVW. So those are the guys that I spent most of the time with, but Vince is the big one and he'll he, you know calls all the shots. So now
2: tell us, uh, you know, you said you got to hang out with uh, Stephanie McMahon, uh, and of course we know that uh, Triple H is uh, not too far from uh, from Stephanie McMahon, but uh, and uh, I'm not going there, don't worry about it. But what is she like yeah, in person? Right.
1: <laughs> uh, what does she like in person? I actually really, I got along with her real well. She was a super nice lady and uh, always had real positive comments to say and suggestions to help you in your career. And she was always awesome to, to hang out with. Triple H, I wouldn't say as many kind things.
2: Uh, neither would we. And uh, I've said it here on the <laughs> show. You can go back in our uh, archives and look for the "I Hate Triple H" episode, uh, where we talk oh, about funny. the reason why he's where he's at because he married the boss's daughter. But that's uh, some, something for another time. <laughs> right. uh, so anyway, we have Ron Waterman as our guest here. So now, uh, being an MMA fighter, you know it's in wrestling. You know, there's heels and baby faces and whatnot, but. Uh, and there's brawlers, but in the MMA world, how would you classify uh, your your style? Are, are you a brawler, a technical wrestler, uh, a high flyer, a choke em out kind of guy?
1: What is your style? Well, I came from the you know being a college wrestler and ended up placing in the. In the nation as a college wrestler, so I was pretty much all wrestler going into that. I didn't know hardly any jujitsu at the time. I became a black belt after that, after I started competing. But at the time, I was pretty much just him, just going to take this guy down and ground and pound him, and until I get a submission. And then over the years, I, I got more technical on the ground game, and and I loved submissions. So that was pretty much what I kept most of my opponents out with was that that Americana armbar.
2: And he's also the only ever WEC super heavyweight champion, the only one to hold that belt, just kind of like the belt that you're holding, Matthias. We'll get to you in a second. But, Granny, (laughs) uh, I know that you like those big big wrestlers that can protect you when the heels come by. I know you can take care of yourself with a heel, but uh, what do you have for our guest, Ron Waterman, the H2O man? Go ahead, Granny, what do you got?
4: Well, welcome to our show, sir. Um, I don't watch a lot of Thank MMA. You. I mean, I'm more of a wrestling fan. I, you know, I don't watch a lot of MMA. But yeah, she um, doesn't watch them. She bakes some cookies. No, yeah, I don't remember do right. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was one of your most challenging matches um, that you've had? You know, when you were doing the dark matches with WWE or even in an MMA
1: event, and who was your opponent? Um, I would say one of the most difficult ones just because they kind of, when you're doing dark matches, it's kind of not what people perceive, but you don't have a lot of time to uh, to go over matches and to work matches out with your opponent. So mm-hmm. I remember one when I was wrestling with Scotty Too Hoty, and I was given mm. about, I don't know, maybe a 20-minute uh, heads up that we were going to be, competing against each other and it was just such a spur of the moment that you don't get a lot of time to prepare for the match and sure enough I'm out in the middle of you know some big arena in front of 40,000 people putting on this match so it was one of my tougher matches that I actually had. The
4: yeah course. well I had so the opportunity now, to get to meet Batista ahead, one time uh, we uh, I worked for w was when I was working for Walmart many years ago. You know, it was during the shareholders, you know, big shareholders thing and Batista was actually there and I actually got to go in and get his autograph for my son and that was that was a pretty awesome opportunity. I tell you, he he shook my hand and <laughs> His one big hand, like covered his <laughs> hands, pretty, very practically covered my small little hands. And good you know, awesome. he's like, pleased to meet you, man." But he was very, very nice. Very,
1: he is you know, very I've appreciative. Spent a lot of time with Dave. Yeah.
4: Very, very appreciative of of his fans. And and my son has bipolar disorder, so that's why I wanted to get mm. the autograph for him. And. And he was just very complimentary. I mean, he found out I was a huge wrestling fan, and of course, that was before Granny Hulkster was ever even kind of thought of. But you know, I guess.
1: that's great. But, yeah, uh, Dave was a super. But he was man.
4: a really, he was a really nice guy.
1: And uh, I'm glad because that of you. Had all the success he has too
2: and Ron because of you you're the one that uh they they saw that they saw you uh you and he together backstage at the WWE event that's how he got his role in Guardians of the Galaxy
1: correct uh i'm not too sure about that about that <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's true. Uh, i'm just i i i'm, I'm just okay.
5: i'm
2: sorry uh
5: yeah. you know I was I was
2: I was trying to put you I'm trying to put yourself over I was you trying to, put, to try you put you over I know not you don't yeah, need okay. to get over but yeah. uh, I'm going cuz I'm going right. to try yeah, to put that myself over happen. a
5: little bit. <laughs> uh,
2: there you go. Uh, so uh we're going to bring our our next guest he's sitting to my right. Uh he's a current champion himself. Uh he is Matthias. We have our guest there Matthias. We're on 89.1 Kens FM and we have 30 minutes. Go ahead.
3: All right, well, first I want to um, thank you for coming on to the show. It's really awesome to talk to a man who has been not only with wrestling but with uh, MMA-style uh, sports. Now, there is uh, there tends to be a common controversy. Uh, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast one time, and he was saying how pro wrestling is one of the um, – one of the tougher sports not to like not to get involved with but like you take a lot of punishment in and and stuff like that and i mean i've been a wrestler i've been in the business for a decade now and um i feel like i've taken a lot of punishment i have not done much of uh mma pro sports i've i've done a little bit but not much and since you've had more experience in it would you say uh it was either harder to get um, trained up for mma versus wrestling or have you taken more punishment, wrestling versus MMA? What would you say?
1: There's, those are two different, totally different questions. Um, but as far as getting hurt in either one of them, uh, I definitely got beat up hard in in WWE. You just don't have, you know, people think that like most sports seasons, you've got a football season, a baseball season. But with wrestling, it's, it's all year long, and you don't get time when you're on the road. You're living out nope. of hotel rooms, and you're in that ring, you know, four four nights out of the week sometimes especially if you're doing house shows and you know you fly into the first town and you take a, a car to the next gym and then the next gym and the next city and you're just getting beat up and even if you're beat up you've got to you've got to get back into the ring the next night so i can see yeah. why a lot of you know people get hooked on pain pills and you know because you just your body can't withstand that beating night after night and you know you're totally depending on your partner to keep you safe most of the time. So when you're doing a flip off the top rope off onto the concrete, you're hoping that he's going to be there to break that fall or that the table's going to be there. And if it's not, you know, you, you land on concrete. So you're depending yeah. on your, your partner a lot more than, uh, than uh, like, in MMA. I mean, I, I would train hard, and, you know, you get hurt in camp sometimes, but you're in control of yourself and, and what's happening. So I got hurt a lot less in W in, in professional fighting than I did in the WWE world.
3: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, would you say, as as you were kind of uh, talking about working with mm-hmm. WWE versus MMA, um, would you ever, if, like, WWE were to ever contact you again? Like, if you were to go back into fighting, if, like, let's say you're retired and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore, um, but if, like, they were to say come back for one more fight or one more wrestling match, uh, which one would you – think on deciding on doing um between the two
1: uh at this point in my life it would have to be the wrestling match because i think i could get myself in shape for a wrestling match other than for a a fight right now i mean unless i was fighting another guy that was my age (laughs) that'd be a different story but it's just so hard to get in that kind of shape now and uh and train your body and injuries just take so much longer to heal so it'd probably be a wrestling match yeah
3: okay and then uh one more question if you could have a dream opponent in the mma world and the wwe in professional wrestling and um mma sports uh which one would it be
1: um i think in the mma world um it would be nice to be able to compete against you know uh one of the top heavyweights now or uh you know, Dos Santos or one of those guys that was was a champion for so long. I ended up uh, training Shane Carwin in his uh, UFC career for uh, quite a bit of it. And when he lost okay. to Dos Santos, it was a hard loss to watch. So it would be nice to get a yeah. little bit of revenge with that. Guy. But in the WWE world, I, I've always liked to uh, would, thought it would be fun to to get to go up against someone like Bobby Lashley in and, and school. Mm.
2: <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Uh, Ron Waterman is our guest here. Uh, now we're going to come back to me. we got about 25 minutes, and uh, we just, uh, we're going to take a quick little commercial break, and we'll be back uh, with the tough questions, Ron, so hang on with us, and uh, we'll be right back in just a quick little
0: second. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month.
2: And uh, we do have a homework assignment for you. If you go to our Off the roads page, you like that. You go to Ken's 89.1 page on Facebook like that. Uh, do a ten dollar donation. You can get qualified to win an autograph picture from a past guest, a current guest, or a future guest. And uh, uh, Ron, I'll understand if you uh, turn me down for this, but would, would you be willing to send us a few for giveaways?
1: Oh, absolutely!
2: Awesome. I now w- we're going to awesome. We're going to talk about your MMA career. uh Now I'm just kind of cur- I'm going to ask you a few questions and. Uh, uh of course I, I know how it works, but for our listeners that might not know, uh now when you uh have a match and it goes to a draw, there's like what,
1: three or four judges, correct? Correct, usually three.
2: Usually three. And then um and then when they, they show the scores of the judges and it turns out to be a draw, uh, do you like react like really? You only score me that or do you get do you like review the the thing where where it shows you who gave you a point for what? Uh do you get to do that or how does that work?
1: Uh you know when I had my first draw back in the UFC, I think it was UFC 22. Uh yeah, are super. Against frustrated. Andre Robert. <laughs> yep. Uh that was uh, actually against a guy named Tim Lasik that I had my draw against. But Okay, Tim Lasik, right. Yeah. Yeah but I it's super frustrating you know you pour out your guts and you know you think that you I mean I I, in both of my the draws that I had during my career I thought that I had that I had won both of those fights just because I controlled the fight most of the time and um, it's just super frustrating yeah you don't get to look at the judges scorecards or anything like that after a a match it's pretty confidential but you just hear the, the result at the end of the at the end of the fight they tell you their scores but back when I was fighting it's a little bit different I think than it is now too so Yeah, it's you had uh, your draw against
2: uh you had your game against Tom uh Tim Latick and you also had uh a draw against uh Jimmy Embritt. Uh, so I guess my question Ambritz is too. since you don't know since you don't know what they score you on uh, you yourself obviously go back and look and match, and then do you like do you like score it yourself, like uh, saying that, geez, I should have got a point here, I should have won this thing.
1: Yeah, all the time you review those fights and wonder why they did what they did, but it's out of your hands at that point. So <laughs> you can watch it all you want, but it's not going to change anything. But yeah, it, it, I rewatched both of those fights several times, and and uh, now all, I I understand the, it, but. <laughs>
2: The the last uh the yeah. last uh I believe your last fight was against Mark Smith, correct? That's correct. Uh it was on November 29, 2008, and I remember that cuz I had uh, I was coming back from uh living in the the Twin Cities, coming back to Fargo and uh I remember I was just uh my roommate at the time was into MMA and he's like hey you got to check these guys out and I'm like no, well, I'm not really into MMA and he said well he used to be with the WWE okay <laughs> let me check him <laughs> out you know so uh now with all the uh with all your uh your matches uh when you when you're training uh to go up against another uh MMA fighter uh, do you like watch your last match, watch your last couple matches? Uh do you have like are you with a trainer and then do you like review film of your 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 uh upcoming opponents say that, okay, this is when he's gonna do this, this is when he's gonna do that, here's how I can block this. How how does that uh how does you how do you prepare for a uh,
1: a fight? Well back then it's different than it it was now. I mean I was fighting in the time where you know, most of us had full-time jobs, and would, we did that almost as a a hobby, you know, when I was fighting. I wasn't a full-time fighter. I was a, a high school art teacher during a lot of my career, so those very first UFC fights, um, we would ask to see if we could get tape on your opponent, and, you know, you could find stuff on the Internet here and there about your opponent, but I wouldn't spend as much time watching my, my previous fights as I would scout my opponent and get as much as I could on him, um, but... I didn't even have training camps back then. I was just training as hard as I could and um, rounding guys up was in my hometown, which was hard to do. Guys my own size. That's when I, I was uh, Shane Carwin was one of my former students, and I, he went on to college and came back. and I said, Shane, you got to come help me out for these fights. And so he would come back and and help me train. But you know, I would have maybe a handful of guys that were consistently I would, could train with. But other than that, it was it was a lot different than it is in today's game where you've got camps that you put on and you bring in some top fighters and you've got a boxing coach and you've got a jujitsu coach and you've got, you know, all these different styles that are there to help you out. And it wasn't quite like that when I was fighting, but I still uh, managed to do pretty well for myself. Now uh, I'll understand if you don't want to
2: answer this uh, next question, um, but Of all the matches that you've had,
1: what was your favorite match that you had and the least favorite match that you had? Um, I would say one of my favorite matches was uh, against Kevin Randleman, uh, who passed away a couple years ago. But uh, it was a great fight in the Pride organization over in Japan in front of, I don't know, I think it was 50,000 people that night. Uh, It was just a big win for me at the time, and... Um, I thought it was a well executed fight on my point my part. So it was a fun fight with a lot of spectators and I would say one of the most difficult fights for me was against uh my second fight against Rico Rodriguez. I beat him the first time. Rico was a UFC champion early on. And I beat him for a, the W C belt the first time I won it and then ended up getting another fight with him I don't know, and then he cheated a year or two later. <laughs> and uh, ended up, the ref ended up stopping it after the first round because my eyes swelled up and I couldn't see out of it. But uh, that was a hard one to take because I just wasn't a big fan of Rico either. He was kind of a con <laughs> arrogant dude, and I just wanted to to pound him and win that fight. But it was out of my control at that point.
2: Yeah, your your match against uh, Kevin uh, took place on August 15th to 2004 in Japan. Uh, that was for Pride as well, and then uh, you mentioned uh, Rico Rodriguez. Uh, you defeated him August eighteenth, of two thousand five, in uh, five minutes. Uh, and um, it looks like then you then your very next match was against him, uh, which was um, a year uh, well almost a year later, about eleven months later. Uh, that was on uh, July twenty second, two thousand sixteen, and that, both matches. What's interesting? Both matches went five minutes, and uh, the interesting thing is, here is here is Ron. Here is how impressive uh, I think your record is. You started out four and zero. Your first match was twenty eight seconds. Your second match was twenty seconds. <laughs> your third match was a minute fourteen. Your third match was twenty eight seconds. So in a matter of three minutes, you were four and all.
1: And part of that was because John Paretti told me to take it easy on a guy. So I took it a little bit easy on him in the finals. Are you, are you able to tell Buster us which one you
2: told take us to take it easy on?
1: That uh, would have been my third fight. Uh I think it was Joshua Daniel Jenkins. Joshua Jenkins, yeah, it might have been it. Um and, said, yeah, uh, the yeah, sad thing, thing is, is that's the one. <laughs> You have to take it easy that's the one that went the longest
2: in minute fourteen
1: <laughs> exactly and that's why <laughs>
2: so now um let's let's talk let's uh, talk let's go into the future here now uh are you you are currently uh are you, you plan on getting back into uh the m m a ring or are you just training people or what what is uh what is uh life like for ron waterman now i know that uh i know that you're a proud father um uh, so uh, are you training uh, them to be MMA fighters, or uh, are you trying to keep them away from that?
1: Uh, you know, I kind of left that up to both of my, my boys. Uh, they were both two-time state champion wrestlers in high school and had opportunities to go on in college, but um, chose not to. And they both have great careers now. Um, and then I've got a little 8-year-old girl now at home, too, so keeps me keeps me young and on my feet. But currently I am a uh, firefighter paramedic uh, up in Longmont at a place called Mountain View Fire. And I've been doing that for about the last 12 years and really enjoy my job. But I still try to get on the mat as much as possible and and enroll with with guys, but I'm not currently uh, even considering going back in the the octagon again.
2: (laughs) And uh, don't take this the wrong way, Ron, but what's really cool, though, is you're a firefighter and your name is
1: Waterman. Yeah, I've heard that a few times. <laughs> okay, all right.
2: I, I thought I thought I, I coined the had, phrase,
1: but yeah, right? <laughs> I've had the opportunity I was picked up by an acting agent and my my daughter and I both are auditioning for lots of big films, so hopefully you uh will see me again on TV in a different role. <laughs> and we we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So, uh,
2: a real quick thing about the the firefighter thing and I we uh we applaud your service, but uh I don't know if you heard this one but uh being an MMA fighter and you uh you, you go to a fire and you like uh, hey I'm an MMA fighter I'm going to I'm going to take out the fire and then you see the you see the fire and like you you just like take it out like
1: it's uh nobody's business right as much as I can that's right <laughs> put a lot
2: of now, water on uh, it. Now now uh, I now are you uh, are, are, uh, as a firefighter, I just want to talk, uh, touch on this just a little bit, but uh, as a firefighter, are you uh, the one that's driving the truck? Are you the one that's uh, uh, running in the building, saving uh, the people? What is your main role as a firefighter, or do you do it all? Um, I do a little
1: bit of all of it. Usually the, the engineer on the crew is going to be driving the engine, and um, I have been an engineer before, but usually I am just the firefighter and the paramedic, so. We also go on lots of medical calls. It's probably about eighty percent of what we run on is medical, and traffic accidents, things that pertain to that. Uh, very f- few fires, except for this last month when we had the crazy fires out here in Superior and Lafayette in Colorado. It's pretty devastating. But other than that, we don't usually get a lot of fires. Most of our calls are medical.
2: And. Uh so uh being out in uh Colorado, uh you know we uh we were t- touching on the NFL a little bit. We'll kind of go into this just a little bit. Uh so living in Colorado, are you are you a Broncos fan or uh uh do you have
1: uh do you have anybody in the hunt right now? I am a Broncos fan, diehard, um but you know, we haven't been real successful in the last couple of years, but I'm hanging in there with them.
2: Well, you know, uh speak, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned that. You know, uh I'm a big Vikings fan and uh you know, I am right. not ashamed to admit that and Granny, she cheers for the uh the 49ers and uh um, I do not. Uh, I cheer for the Kansas
4: City Chiefs. <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
2: I was wait, I was I only said that cuz I wanted you to chime back in. And uh, of course, uh you know, Matthias, he's a Viking guy, right? Yes, sir. And uh, uh of course, big swing uh, He's uh he's a Cowboys guy. And uh you know, um I don't know if you guys heard this one, but um Dak Prescott and uh, Little Miss Muffet uh walk uh were walking through the locker room and it wasn't a doorway, they called it a curds and way.
5: Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> crickets.
3: Uh Where's the
4: wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, Big Swing. I knew you were perfect. out there.
4: Thank you, Big Swing.
2: Okay, Ron Waterman's our guest here. We have about eleven minutes. And uh so now you mentioned that um you know, um you you still train. Uh do you uh do you uh train um uh before uh, you go to work, after you go to work, um, when you go to work?
1: What kind of training uh, regimen do you still hold? Well, it's kind of nice at the firehouse because all the firehouses have uh, training facilities in them, so we get to actually work out while we're on shift. We work 48-hour shifts, so like tomorrow I go on and 6.30 in the morning and I'll be there for the next 48 hours. So we actually sleep at the firehouse and, and live there for two days, and then we get four days off and then we go back and start again and do another 48 hours. So it just is a rotating schedule like that, but... Um You get a train at the at the firehouse when you're there working, and when i'm at home i I usually am one of those early morning guys that can get up early and get my training in before the day starts and I live on ten acres now and have a couple of horses, so that keeps me pretty busy as well so now uh Uh, Do
2: any of your uh, firefighter comrades know, did they know who you are, or did you have to tell me who you are? I I mean, (laughs) I know you don't have as big of an ego as I do, but uh, did you, like, walk in the firehouse, and when you apply for the job, you're like, hey, let me tell you who I am. Here, here's a match. I took this guy out in 28 seconds. Kind (laughs) of, did
1: did they know who you were, or did you have to, like, let them know, or do they still not know? Yeah, I'm not one of those guys that that boasts about my accomplishments, but... uh they figured it out pretty quick and we're looking up all my matches and it got around the department pretty fast. So by the time I was even hired, everyone there knew, knew who was coming.
2: Wow. And, uh, uh, is anybody, uh, was anybody uh, intimidated by you? Cause I know I am. That's why I'm I'm kind of, you know, <laughs> toning around these questions here.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, most of the guys get to know me pretty fast and know that I'm, uh, I'm real easygoing, and I'm, even though I might be a little bit bigger than most of them, it's, it's not who I am to try to intimidate people or impress people with with my accomplishments or how big and strong and tough I am. Like, it really doesn't mean much to me.
2: Well, you know, and the cool thing is, you know, we have we have Ron Wonderman as a guest here. We got about uh, well, we got about nine minutes here, so uh, you know, you mentioned that. Uh, you know your boys are have a successful career. You have a little you have a little eight year old at home, and uh, you know you're you're happily you're a happily married guy, and uh, you're mm-hmm. you're a strong firefighter. Um, now, being a being a, a former WWE star and a MMA fighter, that obviously had to help you in your profession as a to be trained to be a firefighter, but uh, now you don't. You don't just go uh, go down to your local firehouse and say, "Hey, I want to be a firefighter." Where's the application? You have to, don't you have to go through like a a, a rigorous uh, training thing before uh,
1: they consider you? Is that correct? Yeah, it's actually a very hard career to get into. I mean, when I was applying, I was applying against about two thousand people for one job. So, uh, the physical physical requirement is obviously part of that, but there's so much more of it that goes into that. You have to have uh, you know, your EMT and then I went on to get my paramedic certification. So there's quite a bit of schooling that that goes with it and then the physical requirements and then, you know, they want to hire someone that's a good people person that's gonna get along with everybody in the firehouse at the same time. So there's lots of different aspects to being a, a good firefighter.
2: Well, I know that you I know that you are a good guy because when I called you at two in the morning, uh <laughs> uh you uh you didn't say uh why are you calling me? You didn't say who well you did say who is this? And um you know, I, I think I said, Yeah, this is uh, Matthias and uh I am you're gonna be on the show with us. Uh, Icon told me to call you. No, I, <laughs> I didn't do that. I, I probably should.
5: <laughs>
2: uh Rod Waterman's our guest here. Uh, now um with uh uh, you, how long have you uh, been a, far, a firefighter now? Uh, probably about twelve years now. Wow! So now, did you uh, when you uh, from your last MMA fight to becoming a firefighter? How, how what was the time frame? Um,
1: I would say probably because your about last six fight or was on uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, your last fight was November twenty ninth of two thousand eight
1: yeah so four years because I started firefighting in in two thousand and twelve, so it was about four years between there and during that time, I was traveling with a, a Christian strengths team, and I still continue to travel with them around the world and uh, that's been a, a lot of fun as well now do you uh you uh i want i want to
2: kind of circle back here a little bit uh, you know you mentioned that uh, you were an art teacher do you still uh, do art stuff?
1: I do. I've got a studio in my house that we just built, so it's kind of exciting to get to, to still get to do some of that stuff. I was actually, a, a, a pottery is an emphasis, so all the plates and dishes in my house and vases and stuff I made on the potter's wheel. So it's a lot of fun to do that stuff. I still enjoy it. So now, if
2: uh, now uh, you, do, you do pottery, but uh, let's say that uh, someone wanted you to paint them a picture of them, do you, are you able to do that, or uh, is it more like uh, more like Bob Ross type painting?
1: <laughs> I wish I was as successful as Bob Ross was, but uh, I do. A lot, I did a little bit of everything when I was an art teacher. I had to teach all this, all the different subjects in art, you know, drawing and painting and commercial art and Pottery and ceramics and sculpture, so I did a little bit of everything. So I still enjoy it. Well,
2: well, you know, uh, I, I guess uh, everybody could say that. You know, um, you, uh, you know, I would love to see you do a like a art show like Bob Ross, you know, and then you like you <laughs> like painting with your like your like weight your your MMA gloves. I think that'd be really cool. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would go back to school sometimes, and I would just come home from a, a fight and. You know, I'd have my arm in a and I'd have a black eye, and my, I'd have cauliflower ears, and so I'd have straws coming out of my ears, and my students just ate it up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, uh, now, here is one question I'm going to ask you. You know, when you when you're an art student, and you, so you, not art teacher, when you were doing an art teacher and you were MMA fighting at the same time, right?
1: Yep, the beginning of my career. One thing
2: I, yeah, one thing I asked uh, Tito Santana when he was on the show. Uh, because uh, all the students uh, knew who he was. I said, uh, now, did any students uh, get in trouble uh, just so they can get an uh, assigned note from the teacher to take home to their parents? (laughs) Did that ever happen to you?
1: (laughs) No, I would usually give it to them anyway, but I didn't have much of a problem with discipline in my classes.
2: (laughs) And uh, you know know what Tito Santana's answer was to that?
1: He said, is that? that why they're always acting up in class? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and it's usually the women it's, it's usually the girls not the guys
2: exactly uh as a matter of fact he told us real quick here he told us how um uh in uh he teaches uh I, I can't remember what it was math or history but uh one of the students had pulled a prank on him and they had put a um um some jello or something in one of his shoes because uh, he'd have his shoes that he would wear during class, then he'd have his uh, other shoes, and I guess they put jello in his shoes. And, uh, uh, of course, he found out about it, sent the note home, and then uh, I guess the uh, gal's parent came to school and said, hey, I finally get to meet you, and I had told my daughter to do that. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, that's awesome, uh, Ron Waterman is our guest awesome. here. We only got a few minutes. Uh, I, I I wish that we had uh, a few more years with you because you are awesome, Ron, and you're just a great guy. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because you're bigger than me. But if our fans wanted <laughs> to check you out and see it, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got?
1: I have a Facebook. Uh, you could just find me at ron waterman and also on uh, instagram i
5: think
1: and, it's uh, uh, also just ron waterman you can google me and find me on there
2: and uh now uh i'm sure that a lot of your matches are out there um but have you uh, is there like one match of all the matches that you've had that uh you'd uh want fans to check out and uh
1: Say that hey, this is this is a match I was most proud of. I think uh, look, my favorite match uh, against Kevin Randleman, and it is on YouTube. You can go and find that one. But that was a that was a good one. It was a, a lot of fun for that MMA match. Mm-hmm. And then there's several of my WWE matches online too against uh, a lot of opponents. And when I was tag team partners with uh, Brock Lesnar, that was a lot of fun. And there's a couple of those on there as well.
2: So uh, you were tag team partners with Brock Lesnar, so you carried the team, obviously.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. Somebody got there.
2: <laughs> and yeah. uh, your your match against Kevin Randleman that took place August fifteenth, two thousand four, lasted seven minutes and forty four seconds, and that uh, that took place in Japan. That's right. Awesome. You know, uh, you know, I'll understand. Also, if you turn me down for this, if we uh, if we didn't. Uh, if our questions have upset you too much. But we would definitely like to have you come back on again if you'd be willing to join us again.
1: I would love to, yep. Just let me know when it's good for you, and we'll work it out. And uh,
2: I do got to ask a couple ego questions, though, real quick. Uh, The Icon made you a collector's car. What did you think of that?
1: I thought that was pretty talented. That's a sweet car. I would like to have one of those. Uh, well,
2: I'll tell you what I can. Uh, I can uh, work on uh, getting you some printed out, uh, and uh, you're free to use that and post that any place you want. The only thing I ask is if anybody asks you who made it, you say, uh, "Well, you know, I got this uh, egotistical guy out there in uh, in Fargo, North Dakota that makes these things, and he thinks he's really good, and uh, he thinks, but he's got he's got more of an ego. Well, anyway, I don't. Everybody knows who I am." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well I'll tell you what job, Ron buddy. We want to you know, we, we thank you you're an awesome guy And uh, thank you for being my friend And uh, I definitely wouldn't want to be your enemy And uh, you've been awesome yeah. We want to thank you for taking time out just to join us buddy And uh, go fight those fires Well thank you brother I appreciate it Thanks Ron have a good night bud Thank you You bet God bless you Alright Juan Waterman ladies and gentlemen Hey Was that great or what, guys? Ron Waterman. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a pretty
3: good guest. I mean, we had had an overall uh, good set of guests tonight, I'd have to say.
2: Right, and next week is going to be even better because, uh, hey, the icon is going to even try and put himself even more.
3: And then I get to show off my beautiful belt. If You're going on Facebook Live.
2: Right, and I'm also going to throw this rumor out now. Uh, I'm working on this. We may have on this show Sable's ex-husband. Okay, do you know who I'm referring to? I have a feeling yes. yes, uh, the individual is a motivational speaker, and uh um to get him on the show, I have to book uh three other of his company's guests to get him on, and they're all booked, so we just gotta get that so uh I'll be looking for that. Uh, In the meantime, uh, like I say, go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, like that. Go to Eric Eric Mathias' page, like that. Go to 89.1 Ken's FM page, like that. Do a $10 donation a month to Power the Tower. And uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, until we see you next week, same time, same channel, be nice to each other. Be safe. And uh, we'll see you all back here next week. And, Granny, we'll see you, and uh, we'll be cheering on your chiefs, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about that next week. So until then, this is us. We're signing off. Peace out. You think you know me.
0: As you know, 89.1 KENS FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor KENS FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 KENZ FM.